We are the forgotten generation, a misplaced slice of the 20th century when birth rates were as low as expectations for the future. We lived under the threat of constant nuclear annihilation, playing outside, but always inherently knowing the future was indoors. We are the second half of Generation X. We were some of the first to play video games, program home computers, and record CDs to cassette mixtapes. Our generation was nourished by New Wave, Imperfect Punk Rock, and John Hughes movies. We built Web 1.0 from the ground up using our childhood 8-bit and 16-bit programming skills. They call us Gen X. We prefer the vertical blank generation, where magic happens between the lines because that's where we live, love, and thrive. We are Generation Atari. leaving for CES. I'm walking the dog, thinking about what to do this week. I don't really like going to CES. It's kind of a mess, and it's in Las Vegas, one of my least favorite places in the world. However, I've got a lot of things to look for for work, and while I'm there, I'll be checking out every single bit of retro gaming goodness I can possibly find. And I'll be recording about it right here and taking photos. It's CES 2020. I've got to find the future of play and I've got to find the past at the same time. When I was a kid growing up, reading Electronic Games Magazine and Antic and Analog Magazine, the lore around CES was immense. CES was where all the new games and consoles were announced, and everything was magical back then. We'd read reports and think that it was the most amazing thing. But when I actually ended up going, it was just like a giant trade show. The biggest trade show, most immense trade show I'd ever been to. But still, I get a little charge when I go thinking of Atari showing the 5200 or the 7800 or finding, reading stories of the CESs of the past. I long to have the same type of experience, discovering something amazing and new that's going to change the world. I hope that happens this time. CES definitely lives in the vertical blank. It's in a spot. In in the hotel, waiting for my colleague to come down. It was great to go on the airplane and listen to the latest Retro Hour podcast to hear Kieran Hawken on. And he did make a mention of the Intellivision 3, which really made me feel for my old brethren from Mattel Electronics 
as they tried to come up with the next big thing and here we are somewhat trying to do the same thing. So let's see what happens. All right, we went into the New York, New York Coaster Arcade where I just played my first game of Ghostbusters pinball machine ever and played for like 15 minutes. I don't know if I got a good score or not, but it was 335 million, so that was kind of fun. They have about eight pinball machines here. All of them are relatively new, but it's still fun. So the New York, New York arcade was just like a regular Dave and Buster's with cards and stuff, except the prices were even higher. It was cool, though. They had some fun games. Then we went off to P.F. Chang's and then back to just go to sleep because we've got to hit the Sands Expo, which is Eureka Park, which is all the small vendors. we got to hit it hard tomorrow and see if we can find the future of play and retro games. CES Day 1. Woke up really early. Checked my email and saw that the Harmon Cardman guy wants to meet at 9 a.m. this morning. That was not in my plans at all. So we're going to try to get there. We've got to see what their audio experience is. <sighs> this is going to be quite a day. We'll see what happens. Hopefully during the day today, I can find some retro stuff. I'm also looking for anything for the new podcast that we're going to create called 386DX40, which is about the 90s PC game revolution. That would be cool. That would be like a DOS simulator or PC DOS, Win 3.0, 3.1 computers, anything before Windows 95. Anyway, I'm sure that's not going to happen, but if I sign retro stuff, that's what I'm looking for. Just saw a thing called the Smarty Kit, which is a Apple One STEM kit. It lets you to build an Apple One computer with all the parts, all the original chips, with instruction on how to build it, and then you can write Apple One basic programs against it. It looks amazing, freaking amazing. I don't want them to make one for the Atari, but that's okay. The Apple One is good enough. They told me that um, Steve Wozniak has actually signed off, and he likes it and wants them to do it. It's really cool. Mankit and I found Project Argon, which is a Android-based service that plays retro games. It's a it's a subscription, and we have links and Vectorx games, but they're working on 8-bit and other platforms, and they're going to be a service kind of like Antstream, but you don't stream, but you pay a monthly fee, and you have access to tons of games that um, work. So retro games that actually work, that have been curated to work on their platform. It looks amazing. They, the guys there talked about working on Synapse and working with Russ Westmore on um, Preppy and games like that. So it's really cool. So we just got out of there, and Project Argon looks amazing. Literally right now, standing in the uh, Amazon Alexa booth, waiting for Guy Fieri to come out and make Alexa-enabled pork chops. We'll see when that happens he's been making he's been keeping us all waiting because he's a celebrity you're not that excited i'm way more Yay! excited than you are Woo! well i'll tell you what i don't know were you here earlier because i want to make sure i use the same jokes if you were here for the last show i did um, I got the craziest phone call in the middle of the holidays, and they say, do you use Alexa? And I said, no, but my kids do. And they said, well, would you like to come cook with Alexa uh, down in Vegas? And I said, 
I've done weird things. That sounds like it's right up my alley. Absolutely. So Ace Virtual Pinball Company. Um, building pinball machines. They have the logo of Pinball Arcade on the side, but I'm not sure if that's actually real. Um, they say they have no software really installed, um, but they look really good. Back glass screen, table screen, and lots of controls. Look neat. They're not saying how much they cost. Um, look like they're really high-end, though. So I'm um, saying they hit low, like i9 processors and stuff like that on them. So very cool. Um, looked like they'd be really expensive, though. So I just tried out the Arcade 1UP new Frogger Time Pilot, Time Pilot 84 machine. Time Pilot felt great controlled. The graphics weren't exactly correct, it didn't seem like, but the control felt great. Um, Frogger looks good as well. It's pretty cool. So they have a, a nice Arcade 1UP booth here. I saw the Arcade 1UP sales guy on the bus to the, to the Las Vegas Convention Center, and he said he was really excited. He said that he, he's only got a couple chances in his life to work for a company like this, and they hit it big, and their Star Wars machine is doing good. They have a virtual pinball machine over here. Arcade 1UP looks like they've got some awesome stuff. be posting a lot more photos about them. You know, they seem like they are doing really well and lots of new stuff, so it's really cool. So Arcade 1UP also has mini consoles, so they're like little TVs that look like they're from the 70s and 80s. One for the Atari VCS, one for the ColecoVision, one for the Commodore 64. They have like 12 games, but they're like, it's like Barbie Dreamhouse sized. The controllers aren't, the controllers are regular sized, but the Barbie Dreamhouse sized like miniatures were amazing. These guys have great stuff now. Oh, the pinball, they have pinball machines are a single game, Wi-Fi connected for like $4.99 they're coming out and they look good. They're small. They're just like the same sort of uh, uh, size as the arcade machines. But one up, arcade one up is doing amazing stuff here. All right, here we are at Eunice Technologies. They're an arcade company. They make arcade games. They have um, Knockout Pong, which is an arcade machine. They have a the mechanical analog Pong game that one of my colleagues is playing right now. Um, arcade version and then some gun games. But they, they have, you know, the, the Pong stuff is really cool. The Knockout Pong and the mechanical Pong are really nice looking stuff here. So there's a lot more sort of retro and arcade stuff here um, than ever before. Uh, the Long Beach, Long, uh, Las Vegas Convention Center um, has a lot of cool stuff. So, so Toy Shock has their own line of 3D virtual pinball machines, retailing for $3.99, and they're mostly um, looks like Williams games. So, so the Gottlieb couple, couple in there as well, but um, Haunted House. Oh no, they're all Gottlieb games. Class of 1812. Uh, black hole, uh, a lot of good ones. So, uh, I, my favorites are the Williams, though. So, it's pretty cool. Three ninety nine is a good price. So, Toy Shock three D happens to be um, the old guys that did Pinball Arcade, and their three ninety nine pinball virtual pinball machine has twelve Gottlieb tables on it, and they're going to add twelve more. So, they're still in the, in the Gottlieb area, but it looks amazing for three ninety nine. It's the best deal of any of these virtual systems we've seen here. Um, 399 Toy Shock Gottlieb, virtual Gottlieb pinball machine. Uh, really, really cool. Uh, yeah, and, and good to know that the guys who made Pinball Arcade are, pinball arcade are out doing 
something else. So that was nice. Okay, just visited the My Arcade booth. They have a new Space Invaders, which is actually the original ROM with a reflected screen, which looks amazing. They have a new Namco Museum with all the games in portrait mode. So they play like the original ROMs and they look really good. They're also talking about, they have a Street Fighter that you can hook up and play multiplayer, a lot, a lot of other cool stuff. But My Arcade looks like they're doing a really good job too. Oh, there's a, a lot of great retro stuff coming out um, from My Arcade. So we're... We're in a it was sort of a nirvana right now of this stuff. Uh, very cool. Uh, very nice to talk to them, too. They're, they're located close to our house in the South Bay, which is kind of funny. So, anyway, uh, my arcade. It's cool. So, after two full days at CES, it seems like retro games are making a big comeback in the consumer electronics industry especially arcade machines for the home. Um, mini pinball machines, mini arcade games, um, things that can fit in someone's house but play like an actual arcade game. Uh, maybe they're not the best for people who want to be exacting about their arcade gameplay, but it's cool to see these products coming out, especially... You know, some of the minis that we saw at 1UP, the uh, 3D pinball machine from Toy Shock. That was really cool. So much cool stuff. And as I sit here, it's like 6 in the morning uh, before I have to go back. I feel pretty satisfied that this CES was the best one that I've ever been to um, for retro game products. Usually there's nothing. Um, retro was big this year too, not just in video games, but, um, lots of retro design, lots of 80, fifties and eighties design. So, uh, like appliances designed, like they were from the fifties, uh, boom boxes, uh, or they were, um, streaming music players, um, shaped like boom boxes that looked like they're from the eighties with lots of led lights to light up things like that. But yeah, lots of. 80s retro tech um, where, you know, um, vintage computing fits kind of right in there. I mean, very niche, uh, but right in there. As I walked the dog this morning after coming back from CES, I contemplated what I saw. I saw, first of all, I was sad to see that Intellivision was not there showing the Amico. There would have been a perfect place for them in the South Hall, number one, next to 1UP and My Arcade and all the pinball machine stuff. It would have looked really cool for them to be there saluting the past and the future. Same thing with Atari. Atari said the VCS was there in their hotel room or wherever they were showing it and they teased a bunch of photos but they never actually showed it to anybody on the show floor and I know they didn't do that probably because they were a little worried about what people might say but you know what it takes a lot of balls to be on the show floor and go out and show exactly what you've got and what you're trying to do 
And it was kind of sad to see that they didn't do that. They did kind of tease a little bit about what the new VCS is going to be and their operating system. But to go all out and just show people what you got, that would have been cool. That was a little, was a little disappointing, Atari. But other than that, the retro we saw this year, from the Android emulators to the pinball machines, the new retro game emulation and non-emulating consoles looked amazing and i'm really excited for the next year of retro gaming so much of what i saw this year fell into the vertical blank more than any e3 or ces or any other show i've been to in the last 10 or 15 years it really feels like there's a renaissance going on in that area and i'm really excited to be still part of it and still pushing on through the vertical blank. Next frame calculated, prepare to write new data, V-blank ending. An 8-Bit Rocket Studios production.